Amin Reina here from Sage Investors, and I'm here to do a quick mind map analysis of German uh, ETFs, German exchange traded funds. Uh, this video can also be heard in podcast form, uh, and you can check it out uh, on my website, sageinvestors.ca, or you can download, subscribe to it uh, through Apple Podcasts. So I was going down uh, a list I saw the other day of the top performing and the top underperforming asset classes uh, so far this year, and near the bottom of the list were the German equities, German stock markets have not been doing well this year. They've been down almost double double digits, near, near 15%. And so given that we know that the German economy, the German uh, marketplace is one of the you know, powerhouses in, in the world, uh, especially in Europe, uh, and it's one of the key drivers of economic growth in Europe, I thought the fact that the German stocks are down right now, I thought maybe this is a good opportunity to jump in and build or get a little bit more exposure to that market. Now, <clears throat> normally I usually would analyze, you know, buy individual stocks, but uh, I just right now I just don't have the time to go into that depth of analysis. So I thought the best way for me to get exposure to the German stock market is to is to buy an ETF, buy a basket of of German stocks, and ETFs are a, a great and cheap way to do it. So what I'm going to do, what I decided to do was uh, pick out um, a bunch of e German ETFs, German. Um, Exchange traded funds that invest in the German in German equities and take a look at each of them and compare them uh, according to a set of uh, you know basic criteria and this is um, the criteria that, I, that I'm using here is is the I get into I use I utilize it in the everyday investing not the everyday investing course the uh, how to invest in ETFs course um, that I offer both in person and online so what essentially I want to do is walk through four different uh, German uh, focused ETFs and evaluate them according to a set of criteria. Uh, we'll look at them individually and then we'll look at them as a group and see if there is anything here, um, if one stands out as something that I would be interested in investing in uh, for my portfolio. So let's jump in. Let's take a look at the first stock. First uh, ETF that I came across that I identified was the Horizons uh, product called uh, it's ticker symbol DAX, the DAX, and what it does is it's essentially a portfolio that invests uh, or tries to track the performance of the DAX, uh, the DAX 30, which is essentially you know it's almost the equivalent to like the Dow Jones Industrials in the U.S. It's the top, the 30 largest German um, stocks or 30 largest German companies out there, and it's uh, and it's. Uh, it's the large. It's a. It's it's a very. It's a large cap oriented, um, uh, portfolio. So uh, when you look at it from a, an active or passive, is is the is the ETF actively or passively being managed? The fact that it's trying to just mirror or copy uh, the performance of a of a of a broad based index would lead me to think that it's a very it's a passive. Passive oriented uh, ETF. The costs associated with owning it, or the management expense ratio for it, uh, the posted rate that I found was 0.45%. But apparently, Horizons has got a bit of a deal going on right now where they're actually uh, have lowered the price to 20.2% 20, 20, um, uh, until uh, they were saying July of 2019. 
So right now it's actually selling for two thousand uh, for 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 point two percent. The costs are point two percent. Normally it's point four five percent. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a deal right now. Um, next thing uh, that I look at with respect to this ETF is the liquidity. How 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 what kind of volume of trading occurs uh, for this ETF? And so right now this the DAX ETF trades on average about twenty six hundred shares a day which is not a lot and that's something as an investor we would be a little bit concerned with because if it doesn't trade a lot then chances are any of the price uh swings on 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 this etf are going to be a lot more extreme and there's a you know a potential that you could get caught um holding it if there's it, it doesn't it wouldn't take much for the stock price to really violently change from that side of it uh, we took a look at the, you know, the fact of the matter is it's tracking the DAX, the DAX index. Um, the second, the next thing we want to look at also is the makeup of the portfolio. How big is the portfolio and what's the concentration of, of assets? How is, how is the, the makeup or the, the concentration of the assets within the portfolio? So the DAX, uh, the Horizons product has currently, it's about, has about $17 million invested into it. It consists of 30 stocks, which is exactly the same. And it's the same 30 stocks that make up the DAX index. Um, and it's interesting that the top, uh, the top, if you looked at the top 10 holdings, represent about 63% of the total portfolio. Um, so it's a very concentrated portfolio. It makes sense. There's only 30 stocks in it. So, um, so it's a very concentrated portfolio and it skews heavily towards the, the largest German companies out there. Uh, the final variable we want to look at uh, for for the ETF is the tracking error, the amount of return that the difference essentially between the return the, the ETF generates and the return of the index that it is trying to uh, to track or to mirror. And so for the DAX ETF, the tracking error came in at 91%. So the, basically, the, the variance between the return of the DAX ETF and the overall DAX uh, index is about 9%. So um, it's generating about 91% of what the total return that the DAX is, which is uh, a little bit low, which is a bit low. We want, ultimately, as investors, we want to buy stocks or ETFs that are tracking as closely as possible to, to the index that they're trying to model or, or the index that they're trying to um, uh, perform against and so if your ETF is not performing close to the same level as what the index that you're trying to track is then you're leaving a lot of money on you're leaving money on the table and there's a lot of wastage a lot of uh, leakage uh, in that portfolio and it would kind of trigger in your mind that you know what this portfolio this this ETF may not be a very efficient and a very productive portfolio and I may be losing money um, just simply by holding it and not even it doesn't even become about uh, tracking the performance of the of the of the market you're trying to uh, get exposure to so that's the dax that's the horizons product the next one we're going to take a look at here is the iShares product which is called which is the iShares german um, etf ticker symbol ewg now the same thing um in terms of how it's structured in, in the mandate of the of the etf essentially the goal is to to is to uh, mirror the performance of the uh MSCI uh, Germany index 
which usually consists of more mid to large uh, cap companies. It's from that perspective, it is a passively managed portfolio. Um, in terms of uh, costs, uh, commissions associated with it, the EWG charges uh, 0.49%. Um, which is, again, um, a little bit higher than the, the, the DAX product. Uh, in terms of liquidity, um, it's a very, very liquid uh, ETF. It trades on average 4 million shares a day. Um, so there's a lot of uh, liquidity behind it. And so chances are the pricing of the ETF, when you, if you were to go and buy it or sell it, you're going to get a, a pretty good um, fair and reasonable price on the ETF. You don't want to get the violent swings that you would probably might get with the DAX. Um, the portfolio itself consists of, sixty at this point, 67 stocks. And if you were to look at the top 10, the top 10 represent about 53% of the portfolio. So it's a little bit more um, diverse in a sense, or it has a little bit more diversification than the DAX product um, in that sense. And in terms of tracking error, the tracking error that I was able, I calculated for this ETF came in at about 94, 94%. So it was about a 5% um, sort of leakage in there. So it's a little bit better than the DAX product uh, from that side of it. So that's the EWG, it's a very, it's a very popular um, ETF. It's a very large ETF um, from that side, um, from that from that side of the equation. Next one uh, we'll take a look at here quickly is the uh, is another iShares product called uh, uh, it's ticker symbol EWGS, and the difference between this one and the EWG is besides it has an S at the end of the ticker symbol is the focus on this ETF is to uh, it tracks the performance of the MSCI uh, Germany small caps. So it invests more in smaller German uh, companies, smaller Germans, uh, lower capitalized uh, German stocks. So, um, so it's a little bit, uh, has a little bit more of a different kind of uh, approach or the portfolio makeup is a little bit more focused towards smaller, smaller German businesses. Uh, again, it's a passively managed portfolio. Uh, in terms of uh, costs, they charge about 0.59%. Uh, in terms of liquidity, it on average trades about 7,200 shares a day. So um, slightly more than the, the Horizons product, and uh, but much, much less than the than the EWG uh, ETF. If you were to look at the make breakup of the portfolio, it consists of about 121 st uh, stocks. And the top 10, it's got 47 million in assets. And the top 10 make up approximately 25% of the portfolio. So it's a much, much more diverse um, portfolio. Um, of stocks compared to the EWG. Uh, when we look at the tracking error, um, the tracking error here is really pretty good. It's about 98.7%. So it really tracks closely with the uh, with the MSCI Germany Small Cap Index. 
So again, so that's the difference. We, this, the EWGS is really a small cap German ETF, and the EWG invests in more mid to large size uh, German companies. Now, finally, the last one we're going to take a look at here is, again, another iShares product. iShares seems to be really kind of all in on the on German um, German stock market, German stocks. So the other product that they have is called, and it's called, ticker, it's ticker symbol is H-E-W-G. And essentially, it's, it's essentially, it's exactly the same uh, makeup as the EWG. Now, what's the difference? The real, there's one really big difference with it. And that difference is, write it down here um, the big difference here is it is a hedged ETF and it's passively managed as essentially it's essentially it owns the EWG but the difference is is it hedges the currency hedges the currency exposure um, with you know US dollar and euro so one of the things it does is that it uses um, derivative type products to to uh, offset any um, reduction or any volatility that might occur between the US dollar and the euro and by doing that, essentially the return that you're going to generate off it is really the is going to be a much more uh, a return that's going to be much more aligned with what the return is of the German equity market. Uh, now, <clears throat> in terms of cost, the one thing that's again a, a difference because it's undertaking this extra um, component to manage this portfolio. Um, there's a cost to it. And so the, the HEWG, the hedge version of EWG, charges a commission of 1.01%, which is literally almost double the EWG. So if you're interested in hedging, if you're somebody who's worried about currencies and you know erosion of your value of your portfolio because of currency risk and things like that, you could pay a little bit extra and the HEWG will take away that risk for you and you can get a much more um, aligned return with the uh, with the German with the with the with the broad-based German index. But you have to pay uh, you have to pay extra for it for that for that privilege. Um, in terms of liquidity, it trades about 194,000 shares a day. Um, as I said, it, it's essentially exactly the same breakdown as the EWG portfolio. It, it, it essentially, it's it, what it does is it uh, it holds EWG, and then it has a whole bunch of derivative products around it to to manage the currency exposure uh, around it. And finally, in terms of tracking error, does the answer? Uh, is the exposure having a hedged version of EWG? Does it track better than the EWG version, the original version? In terms of uh, tracking error, it came in around 95%. So it's almost the same uh, as, the, as the EWG. So there you go. Those are four different uh, ETFs that I was looking at. Uh, tried to compare it across a set of you know, consistent criteria. So at the end of the day... You gotta, you know, I, I I took a look at this. I put I, I put this together, and then I had to try to figure out, okay, which one, if any, jumps out at me and would be something that I would want to pursue in my portfolio. So, 
let's do, uh, what I did was I just basically did a, a comparative then kind of analysis. So if we were to look at the, all these four ETFs, they're all essentially, they're passively, they're passively managed. They're trying to track some kind of broad-based index. So that's kind of, they're kind of good in that sense. Um, the next thing I looked at would be, would look at as costs, like which one are, you know, cheaper in that sense. And so, um, right now, um, if you're looking purely on a cost basis, uh, the EWG is looking like a, you know, it's, it's the cheapest one out there. The DAX, which is charges about 0.45, is almost similar. But right now, also, it's you know, it's got a bit of a deal right now with the uh, until next year, where you can buy it actually at a lower uh, with a lower cost component to it. So that looks kind of appealing from that sense. Um, from a liquidity perspective, clearly the uh, the IWG, you know, trading at four million shares a day is is much much more liquid. It's far and away the most liquid um, ETF of the bunch. Um, as I said, they both you know have a very passively oriented, you know, they have a very passively oriented, but different styles in the sense that. Um, you know, they have different uh, exposures to different types of uh, German companies. So the DAX has a much more large cap, larger German companies. Same with the EWG and the HEWG. The EWGS has a more focus to smaller caps. So it really comes down to your preference of what kind of companies you want to invest in. And uh, so that kind of is really almost a personal preference. Um, when I looked at the portfolios, when we look at the portfolios, uh, the, the the EWGS is probably the most diverse um, diversified portfolio in that the top 10 only represents about 25% while the other ones are much more heavily concentrated um, from that side of it and if we were looking at it in terms of tracking error the, the EWGS again uh, seems to be have much track a, a lot closer to the the portfolio to the index that they're trying to uh, to map themselves to, so when I looked at these, I kind of what jumped out at me when I looked at them. I thought when I looked at the horizons, I like the fact that it's it's trying to track um, a very broad based index. But I think what turned me off from it is the is the uh, the fact that it's not a very liquid. Um, ETF um, and the fact that it's really highly concentrated from that side of it and the fact that it had a pretty low um, tracking error so from that side of it I thought I didn't think the the horizons one was was a way to go um, I looked at the EWG and the fact that it's got a very passively oriented portfolio high liquidity high liquidity um, it's still a bit concentrated but a lot less um, but it's you know concentrated in, into essentially the more blue chip kind of companies, which is kind of really what I wanted to look for. I really wanted to just get exposure to high blue chip German stocks. It's got a higher uh, tracking error. So from that side of it, I thought this was, you know I think the I thought the EWG um, would be a little bit more appealing. Um, and then and then the question is. Uh, well, then I just looked at, and then I looked also at the small cap version, the EWGS. And while I thought it would be a little bit more, I thought maybe this one from a risk perspective might have been a little bit more risk oriented because now you're dealing with, you know, smaller cap, um, smaller, smaller businesses. And so there might be more volatility in terms of the share price 
uh, of the ETF of the portfolio. And the fact that also it really doesn't trade that much, only 7,200 shares. So that kind of turned me off. And the cost also was a little bit higher compared to the other ones. So from that side of it, I thought it might be a little bit too much for my personal risk tolerance. Um, so I kind of threw that one out too. And so essentially what it came down to was I like the EWG, but the question is, did I want to own the unhedged version, the EWG unhedged version, or did I want to own a hedged version? And so really what it comes down to is, you know, it's really how much can I sleep? How, how well do I want to sleep at night? Do I, am, I, am I really worried about the whole currency exposure side of it? And if I am, then I probably, you know, going down this road might be a better way to go. Um, at the end of the day, I decided at the end, it went, you know, cause there's different schools of thought rather to, you know, hedge your currency exposure. And some people say over the long term, if you're going to hold the asset for a long period of time, essentially the currency issues kind of wash themselves out. Uh, at the end of the day, I think it was about having more exposure. I mean, having, you know, buying cheap, broad-based, um, a cheap broad-based ETF that would give me a really broad-based exposure to the broad um, German uh, stock market and essentially the broader German economy. And from that perspective, I thought the uh, the EWG gave me all these elements, and I was per uh, my risk tolerance was is in a way I was a bit more comfortable. Um, dealing with the currency risk. And I felt that the currency risk kind of would, would manage itself on its own. I didn't think I needed to do any more additional work and I didn't really need to pay uh, extra for that, for that kind of uh, function. So at the end of it, after looking at all these, company, uh, these four ETFs, looking at them according to a set of criteria, I ultimately decided to uh, buy some shares or open up a position in the EWG, the iShares EWG. Uh, German ETF. So that's my analysis of German exchange traded funds. If you're interested, you can check out some of my other videos, my map videos and podcasts of different uh, companies and ETFs that I've analyzed uh, for my own personal investment decisions. You can find them on my website, sageinvestors.ca. Uh, as I said, you can listen to my podcasts, uh, Stock Talk, which you can download from my website or you can download from Apple Podcasts. So this has been another uh, mind map analysis uh, video um, podcast. Uh, my name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and thanks for listening in. Thanks for watching in. We'll see you again another time. Cheers.